Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott joining you on the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now jam-packed show. Unfortunately, a show that uh, we're doing maybe a week or two in advance of what everybody was hoping we'd be doing. Sort of the end of the year exit interviews yesterday for the players for the Edmonton Oilers and coming up in uh, about two minutes' time, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland, to discuss uh, his team's uh, playoff run, which ended uh, in Edmonton in uh, game number uh, four in overtime, 6-5 at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex for the 15th time since March of 2020 in the 630 Chad Studios, the city south side. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. So on today's show, we will have Oilers GM Ken Holland. Former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, he started Octagon's player agency, the number one overall pick 1983 NHL entry draft from the NHL network, Brian Lawton. Provincial Affairs columnist, cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples, and courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling, our NHL insider, John Shannon. We will tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 7804960063. Saddle up for some great country at the River Cree uh, with Tanya Tucker on July the 14th. I remember it like Tanya Tucker and Glenn Campbell, like in the front cover of People magazine way back in 1980. And, uh, uh, well, you know, that's just how things rolled back in the day. They had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, Gordon Lightfoot, the legend, October 27th. Come on, speaking of legend, the legend of Edmund Fitzgerald. Like, uh, for a lot of Canadians out there, that is one of their favorite uh, songs of all time. You can get your tickets now at rivercreateresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 7049600063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We are on Twitter. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Uh, you can tweet Brendan Escott, who is... Uh, a huge part of the show and is now also doing uh, Edmonton Elks uh, pre and post game on top of uh, helping to produce this show and pinch hitting for this show when uh, yours truly uh, takes a little bit of time off. Going to take a couple of weeks off this summer, but going to work 10 of the next 12 weeks. It's hard to believe. And uh, tweet the show at Oilers Now. But right now at this time, we head straight off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Ken, it's Bob. How you doing? Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yes, thank you for taking time. Let's get right to it. Uh, pretty good overall season when you look at it. Obviously ended a couple weeks early for, for everybody. The ultimate goal is to win the prize, but give me your overall assessment on the season that was for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, I mean, first off, when you when you, when you you get eliminated, you're disappointed. Um, so I'm disappointed that, uh, I mean, obviously when we beat Calgary and we headed into the Colorado series, you know, we you're in the final four. You you want to you want to you, you started to get close. You want to go all the way. Um, 
But I think as we, as I evaluate here, and you know, I'm gonna, going through talking to some players, um, we did accomplish lots of things. We, we we really were in a tough spot in January, and uh, I think we had the most points in 35 years for an Oilers team. Uh, it's you know, final four, 32 teams start in September, only four are playing in June, and I thought that uh, obviously Connor and Leon had uh, incredibly memorable playoff series, and and uh, you know, we I, I think of. Uh, the growth of Bouchard, the, the growth of McLeod. Um, we had lots, and among other other people, we had uh, Yamamoto at 20 goals. So I think that uh, when I look at the way we played in the, the play-in series against Chicago and then last year against Winnipeg, and now this year we're growing. We're growing. We still have work to do. It's a big off season, but I think overall, again, I think if we reflect back a month or two from now, we'll be – happy with some of the things we accomplished but you're never you're never happy till you're the last team standing all right uh before we get to the courses of action that you need to take here both short term and long term this summer uh your thoughts on the commitment level of your top end players we found out immediately following the game uh the other night that darnell nurse uh, had tore a torn hip flexor. I'm not quite sure how a guy can play with that. And then Leon Dreisaitl, you mentioned today, high ankle sprain. Those are two of your three best players. You saw what McDavid and Dreisaitl did for you numbers-wise, but does that, you know, in your experience, does that bode well? When and, and I know hockey's a different sport and players are different animals than maybe than some other sports, but does that bode well when you see that sort of level of commitment from those guys to play through injury? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it speaks to their. I mean, I get to watch them every day. I mean, they, their, their character. You know, Leon and, and, and not the whole team, but certainly we're going to talk about Leon and Darnell, who were playing with significant injuries, and probably during the regular season, neither would have played. We would have given them some time to heal. But when you're in a playoff series, um, and you're, you know, the games are big and your season's on the line, uh, it speaks to their character, to their heart, to their pride, to their will, to their determination. Uh, to their passion to uh, to be on the ice and play hurt, and uh, you know I think it again it, it's 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 not only that they were able to contribute and we were able to get to the final four, but when you're if you're their teammates and and you see what they were going through on and every you know they didn't skate uh, they just basically played the games, it really speaks to all the intangibles uh, to their leadership that um, gives you. You know, gives me, I guess, great, great belief that, that 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 down the road, you know, those are the intangibles that are needed, along with the skill to 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 eventually one day win the Stanley Cup, and certainly that's that's that that's the goal. All right, uh, Ken, plan of action here. The coach played a huge factor in the success of the team. Uh, you know, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson were interim coaches. Uh, Francois Giguere represents. Um, he represents, uh, I know, Jay Woodcroft. Um, is this something that can get resolved fairly quickly carrying forward? Because it's pretty obvious, despite the solid work that Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair had done for two and a half years, that Jay was able to take your team to a place that others weren't. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to Jay yesterday and basically said, let's get through the next, uh, you know, today, tomorrow, and I, I got some things on Friday, and then early next week, he and I'll sit down and. Um, I'm hoping, obviously, it's going to have to happen quick because, 
you know, we're two weeks, two, three weeks away from the draft. And uh, so I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll find a solution. And I believe he wants to be here. We just, we just, we'll just get at it uh, starting next week. Okay. Uh, in terms of involving the players, uh, and I know you've got a meeting coming up, you said today with Mike Smith. Is the goaltending situation and a resolution there your number one uh, course of action this offseason? Yes, yeah, I would say yeah, one of them. Um, you know, figuring out the Evander Kane uh, situation would be another when you when you think of his contributions. You know, when I signed Mike Smith last year, you know, if you look, it's two years at two point two. You know, he was forty years of age. Certainly, the expectations and and the communication that we that I have with his agent would be that, you know, it's, he's a he's a one A one B, and maybe in the second year he would be the backup. Um, and uh, you know, I thought that 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 he obviously played a big factor in us getting through the first uh, first two rounds and getting to the final four of the of the of the playoffs. Now he is forty years of age. We do have a young kid, Stu Skinner, who's twenty three. Um, I don't see him being a number one. Certainly, Mike Smith at this stage of his career is a is a one A one B or 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 can be a can be a backup. So I gotta I gotta meet with Mike Smith here today or tomorrow. I'm not sure when. Mike, I get there's a calendar here. I'm gonna but I'm gonna meet with Smitty, see what he's thinking, and then uh, over the next two three weeks, figure out what uh, where where what direction we're going in, in that. You mentioned Evander Kane, Ken Holland, Oilers general manager, joining us here in Oilers now. You mentioned Evander Kane, uh, his agent is Dan Milstein. He's also got Andre Kuzmenko, uh, who is the Russian free agent that a lot of people think can impact things. Uh, how quickly do you, you know? Do you need to talk to Evander first before you proceed in a, a contract, a potential contract negotiation? You said today in a perfect world you'd like to you bring Evander back. You know, managing in a cap world, um, it's a sequence of events. So I guess first off, I got to meet with Evander. We're going to meet again later. He's today or tomorrow. He's on my list. The list. There's a list here. I haven't looked. And then and then I got to see what Evander's thinking. I got to reach out to Dan Milstein. And then obviously I got to try to figure out, uh, uh, you know, if he wants to stay and we want him. You know what 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 he's thinking. What their camp is thinking in terms of money. Obviously there's, you know, there's 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 cap. Uh, consequences or decisions that that are made around all these decisions so i got to gather all this information like i can't look at one i cannot look at one player and make a decision it'd be one thing if we're 25 million below the cap then i can but when 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 you got a good team and you got lots of good players and you've got restricted free agents you know jesse pulyarvi's restricted yamamoto's restricted kane's unrestricted obviously we've talked about the goaltending situation uh Mike Smith has a one-year deal to go at 2.2. Koskinen's deal is up. All these work together, and I got I got to kind of at the same time run through this here over the next two weeks and and figure out a plan uh, of action. And that's what I'm I'm trying to do. Uh, lots of conversation around Yesapoliarvi. Is it a cautionary tale with a player like that? Do you need to look no further than maybe what's occurred with Valerie Nuchushkin, who Ken did not score at one point in 91 games, including uh, not scoring in 57 games for your former assistant general manager, Jim Nill, down in Dallas? Certainly, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're always... Uh caution in you know to take but but again i i think you know uh and uh i can't keep everybody together um and 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 
I have these are decisions that I have to I have to make and certainly I'm going to have to meet with Jesse. I want to see what Jesse's thinking. I got to call Jesse's agent. And I thought he had a real good first, what, 20 games quarter of the season. And then it's been, I think the last 40, 50 games, it's been a struggle for him from a production standpoint. And, and obviously his role on the team uh, reduced as we were trying to win games down the stretch. And, and he was going through, and then I thought, I think he lost his confidence and then confidence obviously is a big part with, uh, with, 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 with athletes. So certainly I got to figure out uh, Jesse he's one of the people that I have to figure out here in the next three four weeks Ken you've always stated drafting and development that's the model that works the best I mean people forget the New York Yankees in a, even in a sport in which you know they've got a luxury tax in place uh, and I don't know if they had the luxury tax 96 to 01 I think it got enacted after but the core of those Yankees teams when they won four World Series in five years you know one of the richest teams in the world was drafted and developed players like Derek Jeter people forget about that um i know a lot of people think that you should pay an asset cost to dump salary uh, I, w- I personally i would never get you know i'd be hard pressed to give up a number one to take on uh, a contract you were the only team in the final four that still had your own first round pick you have three other guys coming uh broberg holloway borgo who's on tv tonight on tsn at five o'clock for the listeners out there and the quebec league finally has got game winners in the last couple games including gwg and ot the other night how excited are you about the fact that you do have you know support first round picks coming and that has to be part of the solution with you know guys coming in on entry-level deals in a cap system well massive massive i mean it's you have to have players that outperform their contracts in a salary cap world and i think the other thing bob i think the feeling always is that oh go get this player you're going to win like i think you know let's just look at the last two games against colorado it's 2-2 in game three 2-2 in the third period bush hits the post and they go down the ice and score the goal if the puck goes in you you, you might win the game and then the other night it's it, it's going back and forth up and down and, and and we go to overtime and they score the overtime goal you got to keep at it. You got you got to keep putting yourselves in position and putting yourselves in position and putting yourselves in position. And I look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, who went to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2015, and I think they won the Stanley Cup in 2020. And it took them five. You know, after going to the finals, they didn't win the next year. It took them, and then somewhere along the line, they got swept by Columbus and never won a playoff game. You got to stick with it. You got to build a good program. You got to stick with it. You got to try and be in the playoffs every year. So you need young people coming under your system under your team that that can grow into a, 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 a piece of the solution and if you just go out and spend all those assets future assets for the here and the now and for this one year and you think that on a one-year look you're going to win the stanley cup well if you don't win the one year now you're now you're in a real pickle so i think that the, the the plan is to try to build something here keep banging away banging away make you got to we start we start from scratch on October the seventh or eighth whenever the season starts and over eighty two games, you know I think I said it today in the press conference. Minnesota, St. Louis, Vegas missed the playoffs last year. Calgary went from out of the playoffs to winning the division to one hundred and ten points. Calgary, Vancouver's looking like there's so many teams that the difference between so many teams is is very very little. So it's not like there's one move. That's going to just all of a sudden make the difference. I, I think we're building. I think we're growing. Uh, I think we're getting better. Being in this year's playoff series to the people, to the players that experienced it is going to be valuable down the road. But, 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 but some of the young players uh, that are on our team and not on our team 
are going to be a part of the solution if we're eventually going to get over the finish line and be the last team standing. Ken, one of the things that Tampa Bay has is a big defense. You have Darnell Nurse at 6'4", Cody Ceci at 6'3", Evan Bouchard 6'2 and a half. Uh, you've got Broberg 6'4", uh, you know, maybe not right away, but he's 6'7", six, 6'5 six and a half for Nima Linen. But I want to ask you about a guy you picked up, uh, sort of an unheralded trade, Brett Kulak, uh, you know, defense need experience. He's had lots of playoff experience the last two years. There will be a lot of focus on Evander Kane. He was a subtle addition for you. Um, could you envision a scenario, even though you have a little bit of depth on D, at, uh, at bringing Brett back into the fold here on a longer-term deal? Yeah, I met with Brett, and I told him I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in talking. I thought he played uh, – he did everything we had hoped. Uh, you know, he came in, and he's mobile, and he moved the puck. He played safe. I thought game six in L.A. when uh, Darnell Nurse was suspended, he had a bigger role, and we got we had to win that game or our season was over. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I think everybody here from the coaching staff, myself, were, were pleased. I, I know that he really liked it here, so, you know, we'll have some conversations and uh, – um, you know, he can play left defense. He can play a little bit of right. Um, he's a character character player. So, yeah, I, I think we were very, very happy with his contribution, and I would be open to having conversations with, with uh, Jerry Johansson, his agent. Final one for you. Uh, we didn't have fans either the last two years in the playing series against uh, Chicago and last year in the playoffs against Winnipeg. What was it like for you? Watching everything that was surrounding, how crazy the building was, how electric it was, that you know, the fans singing the anthem, the fans singing songs and games in which Edmonton was up, the participation in the Battle of Alberta. You come into this, what was it like, Ken? Well, it was, I mean, it was surreal. It was, I mean, it was really, you know, incredible. Like you said, uh, the national anthem where you, the, the, the crowd singing the anthem. You know, playing in Calgary, and I was twelve or fourteen thousand people back here watching the game, in our in our arena on the big screen cheering us on. Um, you know, seeing across the street when we're playing, about six seven thousand people out there. Uh, it was, and then and then the passion of emotion of the of the crowd as we were gearing up for the game. It really was was incredible. It was it was absolutely everything that that I think we we could hope for and wanted, and 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 it made you you, you realize when you see this year's playoffs and then last. Last year in the bubble, or the last two years, how important the passion of the fans uh, are to making it an incredible experience for everybody, for the players, for the fans, for for the people at home watching on TV and seeing the emotion. And our fans are the greatest in the world, and they, they bring the passion. And uh, hopefully, they can have a, we can have a good off season, and we can uh, play our way back in, and we want to do it all over again. It, it was it was it's memorable, and it's it's exhilarating. And it was it was it was so much fun and and uh, but we want to we want to do it again but we want to do it better. I think you got Shore, Koskin, and Russell, Ryan, and Kane waiting for you. Thanks a lot for joining us here on uh, Oilers Now, Ken. Thanks for your time. Thanks, thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Ken Holland, Oilers GM. We'll quickly go to break. It's twelve twenty six in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. The top story we found out today: Leon Drysaddle played with the dreaded high ankle sprain. Uh, top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. It is uh, twelve twenty eight in Edmonton. We just had Ken Holland, the Oilers GM, on the show. Coming up at twelve thirty five today uh, from the NHL Network for Cadian Custom Built Homes, former NHL. General Manager Brian Lawton. At this time, we head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.